Hello and welcome to Dear Franny, the podcast of uncommon conversations about love. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. Today, I am feeling inspired to talk about beauty and to talk about beauty and the role that beauty plays and the importance of beauty in finding love um, and even in staying in a relationship. And, you know, beauty, I, I, I've said this before publicly, I've, I've, I think I did a kind of a ranting tweet thread about this on Twitter, um, but beauty is a total mindfuck because on the one hand, especially for women and maybe exclusively for women really with some men kind of getting this too, but that would be the rare exception. Um, in our culture, we as women are given a message from birth very, 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 very early on that our looks matter. They matter a lot and that we should care about them. Everybody else cares about them and that we should spend a lot of our time and our energy emotionally and otherwise concerning ourselves with how we look and looking as good as possible. Now, the problem with that is that beauty is wonderful. We're all drawn to beautiful things. We're all drawn to beautiful people. There's nothing wrong with being beautiful. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be beautiful. But the problem is, especially for women in our Western culture, um, is that we have been given this message our whole lives that the most important thing that we can be is beautiful. Yes, be smart, be a good person, be a good student, be a good athlete, but be beautiful. Make sure you're beautiful because if you're not beautiful, then all those other things are not going to matter. And when it comes to love, forget about it. The most important thing is to be beautiful when it comes to love. If you think about the fairy tales, why did Prince Charming fall in love with Cinderella and Snow White and Rapunzel and every other fairy tale princess? It's because they were so beautiful, right? They were so beautiful. And if you're so beautiful, then a man will see you and he will love you. And if you can only be beautiful enough. So we all know intellectually what bullshit this is, but this stuff takes a toll, right? On a subconscious level, it takes a toll on women. It takes a toll on men. It just takes a toll because you then do start to buy into this lie that the most valuable thing a woman has to offer is her beauty. And, you know, as for the question of, is it easier to find love if you're beautiful, then the answer is no. And I think we can look at many, many, many examples of the most beautiful women in the world. And we can see, and it's it's a whole industry, you know, their love lives and chronicling their love lives and their heartbreaks and their struggles and all these things. So we can see that they go through the same struggles as the rest of us, right? And they're the ones who everyone considers to be beautiful until they age. And then at which point, then it becomes a sad story of, oh, she used to be so beautiful. And now look at her. Like, oh my God, I can't remember. She just used to be so beautiful. Did you see her in this? Did you see her in that? Man, she was beautiful. She was beautiful. And now what is she? Well, now what does she have to offer? So beauty matters in finding love because we all, no matter your gender, no matter your sexual orientation, we have so much conditioning about the importance of beauty for women. And um, and I think gay men can relate to this a lot too. There's a definitely, um, some gay men can, and, and in that community, in that culture, a lot of these same issues apply in terms of really valuing beauty and youth and 
you know, having people identify so strongly with that so that when you get older and when your beauty fades, because it all fades, right? Like these physical bodies of ours are, they're fragile. Like they are going to age and we're going to show that age. And even though our culture tells you that showing your age is the worst thing that you can do and you have to have anti-aging and reverse aging and, you know, all, everyone has to look forever 21, like literally <laughs> look forever 21, um, you know, even though we have all of that conditioning, it's all a lie because we can't look forever 21. And why should we look forever 21, right? You should look 21 when you are 21 and then you should move on and everyone else should move on too. So it's really bizarre because, you know, it's not like there's some people who are immune from aging. Like we all, if you know, the alternative is that we die. If we, as long as we're living, we're aging, right? So, and that's not a good alternative, um, until it's time, right? Until your life has run its course. And that's something that happens naturally. But anyway, I digress. So I didn't want to get into a death discussion here. Um, so when it comes to dating, when it comes to finding love, when it comes to being in a relationship, beauty matters as much as it matters to you. So what I mean by that is if you're listening to this and you are, uh, you're a single woman or even if you're in a relationship, actually, and you have your whole life very much been concerned with being as beautiful as possible, and that's something that you invest your time, your money, your energy in, there's something wrong with it. But just know that if you're doing that to the exclusion of other qualities about yourself, if you're doing that to, ex to the exclusion of really knowing who you are, if you're doing that to the exclusion of learning to love the person that you are, having nothing to do with your looks, if you do that to the exclusion of following your, your passions and your interests and developing your mind and your spirit, if you prize beauty and invest in your beauty above all other things, that is going to let you down. It just is. And I'm sure maybe you can relate to this personally or you can think of people in your life who have grown up being given so much positive reinforcement about their looks and then as they get older and that positive reinforcement fades, they have a crisis. They're like, they don't know who they are anymore. They don't know what value they bring anymore. And so if you're going into dating and you are leading with your beauty, you're going through great pains to really present yourself as the most beautiful, the hottest, and that's what you're leading with, you are going to attract the people who are also valuing that about you above all else. Because we can pick up on that energetically, like subconsciously, we are... We all have a subconscious genius. And when you meet a person who believes that their beauty is the most important thing about them, then that is going to attract people who agree. And so, you know, when you hear these stories of these beautiful women who've been cheated on or, you know, left by their husbands and, you know, as they've gotten older and all of this nonsense that happens and then everyone goes, well, but she used to be so beautiful and look at her now. Almost like, like you deserve to be left if you're not beautiful, if you're not, you know, you don't look the way you looked when you were 21. I mean, it's offensive and it's outrageous. And I mean, talk about a double standard, right? Um, so beauty is capital 100%. So if you have been genetically blessed with being a person who is considered beautiful in our culture, then you're going to reap rewards of that. Absolutely. And, the, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's a gift to be beautiful. It certainly is. Um, but at the same time, just know that balancing that and, and turning inward 
and figuring out all the other things that make you beautiful, all the other things that make you interesting, all the other things that make you so uniquely you, all of those things on the inside, investing in those things, those are the things that are going to last a lot, lot longer than physical beauty. And, you know, I, I consider myself to be very lucky in this regard because I'm almost in a situation where as I get older, I get more um, outside reinforcement and validation about my looks. And I didn't really get that when I was young. And so I grew up throughout my adolescence really not seeing myself as beautiful and not getting a lot of um, feedback about that. And even if anybody ever did say I, I was pretty or whatever, I didn't really believe it. And so I did not ever lead with beauty, if anything. I mean, when I was in high school, I intentionally did not wear makeup. And I didn't wear makeup because I felt too self-conscious to wear makeup. Because to me, to put makeup on your face and leave the house, that meant you're saying to the world, I believe I look beautiful. And I didn't believe I looked beautiful. And so my version of that was to not wear makeup so I could, so, so at least no one could say, oh my God, she thinks she looks good with that, but she's so ugly. Like that's like, this is the mind fuck that beauty is, right? And of course there are plenty of other young women and young girls who have the experience of the opposite where they feel insecure. So they wear makeup to make themselves feel better. But I was too insecure even to wear makeup. And so the good part about that was that I wear makeup now, by the way. Not all the time, but mostly. Um, the good part about that was that I learned to value and to cultivate other parts of myself. So I'm very lucky in that sense, even though it caused me a lot of you know, pain and insecurity and self-doubt and all of those things that we go through as adolescents. At the same time, when I got older and I was in my 20s and my 30s and now in my 40s, and people, you know, now I get, it's like now I get the benefit of getting that reinforcement, but it, I can take it and I can take it as a compliment and I can say thank you, but it doesn't carry this deep emotional weight for me because I had the benefit of not, of not developing my identity as a beautiful person at a very young age. So I feel very fortunate in this regard. I know that my, I'm obviously, as long as I have the privilege of being alive, I'm going to continue to age. I'm going to look different in five years, 10 years, 20 years than I do right now. And I don't have any problem with that. And I think that that is very, that's not common. And it's, and it's, I, I feel incredibly fortunate to be in that position. And I just want to share some of that and give some of that to anyone out there who's feeling you know, you're, you're worried about getting older, you feel insecure about your looks, and just know that, first of all, beauty is an eye of the beholder. So even though we have a societal standard of what's beautiful, and it's like a 21-year-old who's really skinny, um, just know that, like, true beauty is so much deeper than that. It goes so far beyond that image that we've been pushed our entire lives you know, especially as a black woman, you know, women of color, we, so much of us had to grow up feeling inadequate and unbeautiful and unattractive because there weren't those images of people that looked like us. And obviously, if you are somebody who is plus size or you have different, your you know, different abilities or all of these different things, so many people have felt excluded from this beauty standard. And even people who fit that beauty standard, they still suffer from it. So it's real. This is what I mean. Like, it's such a mind fuck, right? Like, there are very few people who get to just have the societal experience of being beautiful and have that just be a positive experience and not have any um, deeper re repercussions. So, 
you are beautiful because true beauty comes from within. So I don't care what you look like on the outside. The more that you can cultivate the beautiful you that is you, the uniqueness that is you, and the more you can shine that out into the world and lead with that inner beauty, the more you will attract people to you who value you for who you really are. So if you're a super beautiful woman, if you're a super beautiful supermodel who's been told you're beautiful your whole life, I'm not saying to say that, you know, you're never going to find love, obviously. And if you're someone who no one's ever called you beautiful, also, I'm not saying that you're never going to find love. I'm saying that no matter what we look like on the outside, it's such a cliche, but it is so true that what is on the inside is what counts. And the more that we cultivate that, the more we let that beauty within us shine out into the world, the more people are going to be drawn to us and the more people are going to be drawn to us who value us for what we, for who we really are and not for some external traits that may look real good right now. But, you know, listen, if your relationship works out in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, you're both going to look real different. So you better love the people that you are because if all you're basing your attraction and your decision to be with someone is on what they look like on the outside at this moment in time, you're really setting yourself up for some disappointment and you are selling yourself short. So that's my beauty rant for today. (laughs) I hope that you, I hope you find it thought provoking and I hope that, I don't know, maybe it'll approach your, your, Um, change it'll help to change your approach to how you date to what you're leading with to how you're presenting yourself to others to what you're valuing in others Um, and if you're in a relationship hopefully it'll also help you to change your relationship with yourself and with your partner and um, you know really it's never too late to start going deeper it's never too late to learn to love yourself more and to know yourself more I mean I personally think that knowing yourself is like a lifelong process and I I continue to be amazed. I'm like, I'm the most self-reflective person. I feel like, you know, I spend half of my time reflecting on my inner life and I'm still surprised. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm like, wow, how have I never had this insight before? I'm like addicted to insight. But anyways, (laughs) I hope that you've enjoyed this mini-sode of Dear Franny. And if you are enjoying the show, please, please rate, review, subscribe, share this podcast, send it to your friends, post it on your social media, connect with me on social media. I'm at Dear Franny on everything, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, LinkedIn. I mean, literally everything. And um, you can also stay in touch with the podcast at Dear Franny Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. I appreciate you so much. I know that your time is precious and I do not take for granted that you spent a bit of it with me today. So wherever you are in the world, I thank you. I appreciate you. I see your beauty. I hope that you can see it too. And I hope that you have a beautiful day. Thank you.